Hi, everybody. It's Mike Siegel. Thank you for joining me here on the Travel Tales podcast. I want to thank all of the people who have written in and uh, said they'd like the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, If you want to help me out, you can go to iTunes and give us a good rating there. Costs you nothing and uh, helps people find the show because it gives us a better rating and pushes up to the top of the list. I want to be at the top of the list of the travel sites. That would be great because that would bring more listeners to the show. Also, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it is Travel Tales Pod at Twitter. And while I got you on Twitter, you can follow my uh, personal little kind of ju- joke humor page um, at Funny Mike. And uh, the website is TravelTalesPodcast.com. Uh, my mail for that, Mike at TravelTalesPodcast.com. So if you want to uh, send me a note, maybe you have a question about the show, maybe uh, you have a critique or something, you could write me. And um, let me know what you think. Quick word about today's guest. Uh, usually we have people come on and tell their uh, travel tales as per the title of the show. Well, today's guest, Chip Chinnery, a longtime friend of mine, he doesn't really travel that much. And I know that seems uh, antithetic to <laughs> what this show is about. But uh, Chip is very good at uh, money. He has a uh, money website, chipsmoneytips.com, which we'll mention 800 times during the podcast. But um, Chip's also very, very good at acquiring things like frequent flyer points, um, hotel awards points, and all these things that make traveling nowadays, uh, in my mind, really essential because of a lot of the trips I've taken... uh, Actually, most of the trips I've taken overseas over the last 10 years, I've uh, used frequent flyer miles and gotten free trips. Um, It's incredibly helpful and valuable to know how to uh, acquire these things. It's very simple and doesn't cost you anything. If it does cost you anything, it's minimal, and Chip's just really, really good at it. I think he got uh, over a million miles last year alone uh, and never left the ground. So uh, if you want to travel and airfare now is getting more and more ridiculous, uh, listen up to this show because uh, he gives uh, some really good ideas on how to acquire some uh, some frequent flyer miles, enough for uh, a lot of plane tickets, and uh, I'm all for that. So, uh, And he's also a good friend of mine and a funny guy, so I was glad to have him here. So enjoy the show, and uh, hey, rack up those miles and take some trips, huh? I'm still home with a broken foot, so I'll be here for the next month or so, healing and bringing you lovely shows. All right, folks, thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I am talking to Chip Chinnery. Hi, Mike. Comedian, actor, impresario, impresario, financial expert. Yes. Chipsmoneytips.com is the website. You're a little bit different than the normal guests we have. I'm sorry, explain. You're a different type of guest. Because I love to travel. (laughs) I love travel. Oddly enough, that's not why you're here. I have traveled. You have traveled. You've been out of the country, I think, only once in your life. I've been to the Bahamas twice. I don't count that. Funky Nassau. (laughs) And uh, Florida South. Tijuana once. Do not count that either. And I switched planes in Vancouver. 
<laughs> no, I got on a cruise ship in Vancouver. We don't count Canada. I either. saw strippers in Windsor, Canada. <laughs> okay. No? Oh, you crossed the bridge from uh, Detroit. Yeah, and I, I also crossed the bridge in Niagara Falls when I was staying safely in the United States. Because <laughs> when you go to Canada, stuff goes down. All bets are off. Oh, no, yeah. They start throwing health care at you and everything. Uh, yeah, well, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> I'm working the comedy trap in Niagara Falls. You get hit with a hockey puck. No, yeah, I'm not going to mess with them. <laughs> now, we've known each other for a good uh, 20-something years. Yes, we over 20, because I remember that when we first worked together, uh, I couldn't remember the exact date, but then I found out because you sent me a photograph Yes, from 1991, I believe. Yes, the Funny Bone in Naperville. Naperville, Illinois, outside of Chicago. I was opening that show. You were setting a nice table in the, in the middle. I came in strong in the feature. <laughs> I think Marvin Bell was our headliner. Marvin Bell was the headliner, and I think the Bulls were in the playoffs that week. Yep, and we kept sneaking over to the restaurant. Right, to watch. So we had about 12 people at our show. Yeah, because uh, Chicago, no one's really... Well, no one's into sports there. Nah, they wouldn't. Why would they see the Bulls? <laughs> yeah, win their first championship uh, ever. Yeah. Was it that? I don't... Was it their first? Was yeah, I think it was. 91-ish? 91. Uh, they won in 91, 92, 93. And, and then, then Michael went to play the, amateur yeah. baseball. And then they won six, seven, eight, ninety six, seventy seven, ninety eight. I think they did a nice job. Yeah, Ron Harper was my. He was on the team at one point. Yeah, from your old uh, alma mater. Yes, he lived in my freshman hall, Reed Reed Hall, freshman year, Miami University, Oxford, Ohio. Miami University of Miami of Ohio, as they say. I traveled to there from Cincinnati once. Does Back- that count for your podcast, <laughs> Mike? Back then you were a whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. Oh, little Peter Brady there. I like it. Back then you were uh, a red man. I'm sorry? Yeah, Redman. Uh, red Skin. Red Skin. Yes. Okay. They, uh, thankfully, they've changed it to Red Hawk. Red Hawk, to be a little more PC. Yes. And you've been out of the country once. Uh, all oh, of those places, to, you went to England. In reality, I went to the, the, the U of K. You went to the U of K for how long? Two weeks. Two weeks. Two and weeks. this was for pleasure or what? Yeah, my buddy and his wife lived over there. And, you know, they're like, dude, we're, we're going to go live for four years in Great Britain. Were you they in London? Visit. Were they in London? They were in Cambridge. Okay. And I'm like, dude, you know I'm coming. And then, of course, it's we're, we're leaving in six months. And I'm like, I know I have to go or I'll hear about this for 40 years. <laughs> so it was cool. I, I packed my pillows and I, and I flew to... <laughs> to uh, packed your pillows. Yes. You flew direct from L.A. to London. Did I don't do remember. The- yeah, I did. We flew over uh, Canada. Yeah, you which did. I told you I don't have a problem. With. <laughs> I'm glad we even flew the airspace, right even the airspace, you have problems. With. Yeah. So we're going to get to that a little later. Let's start at the beginning. Yes. Cincinnati's where you're from. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. That's the Queen City. Yes. You, uh, your family, take trips. Did they? Why did you got to bring my family into this? Oh, I forgot it was a. So my spot. family. Did my family take trips? We took were they summer? campers? Were you drivers? Were you flyers? What'd you do? No. Uh, come to think of it, I never even thought. Maybe that's why. <laughs> we did. Uh, so we, it wasn't really encouraged in your house like to go I remember out and my explore. mom's big thing was that she went to Europe with her friends after college. Mm-hmm. She and six girls all went to Europe, and they spent a while there, a few weeks. <laughs> Sleeping around, I think. <laughs> whoring no, around? Just whoring. <laughs> Ma and her friends. No, I don't know what they did, but they, they, you know, Mom had little different coins growing up. Oh, this is from France. and Right. So, yeah. It, but uh, it's, to us, it was always expensive. Right. So the idea of that was, you know, we would, what? We would go on a week, a monthly, uh, I'm lying now. We would go, every year we'd go to Michigan for a vacation for a week. You know, sometimes two. Ohio to Michigan, that's a huge... Yes. You're crossing one border there. Oh, yeah. You go through Indiana, you pick up some fireworks. 
It's a good time. So after college, you uh, became a comedian. Yes. And so this is your first time really seeing the country. Yes, and the first time seeing the west side of Cincinnati. For all of your listeners in Cincinnati, they will be laughing right now because the east side and west side is how we divide Cincinnati. And that's a rough Potter town. Well, yeah. It's a, why go there? It's like, yeah. honestly, for me, it's like going to St. Louis. I never went to the west side. So you just didn't know anyone over there. Then in high school, I went to a school that was in the middle. Ooh. And uh, so we had west siders there suddenly. We'd have to go to. Football games in Bridgetown and play Elder. Was this a Sharks and Jets situation? Yes. I think we were more of the – the east side was more of the uh, yuppie types. Uh Peter Frampton lives on the east side now. That's amazing to me. How did he end up in Cincinnati? (laughs) He has a a girlfriend. I guess his wife is from there. His baby mama? His baby mama, man. They came together (laughs) over there. And he has kids there? He's like raising them? He's going to like – he's like a soccer dad in Cincinnati? I actually don't know what he does, but he lives there. He brings his talking guitar to the Little League field? I want to. Sir, <laughs> Mr. Frampton, again, I want to. So you got to see the country. Yeah. So did, anything, sudden, did anything surprise you about the country that you, I mean, when this opened up to you, you're finally out of Ohio and Michigan. Yeah, and actually I, I graduated from school, worked in Cincinnati as a cameraman. Then I spent eight months in Connecticut right near New York. That's yes. right near New York City. Is that where that is, Chip? Yeah, right above it, I think. <laughs> and uh, so I lived there in the nutmeg state, and it was uh, eight months. And that, then I was like, I'm going to go be a stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. a full-time one, which I'd been working toward. You can't just say that and do it. Right. I'm not, who are we kidding here, Mike? Come on. You had things lined up. Had you had big, heat. You had a little bit of heat. kidding me? I was going to do open mics. <laughs> um, yeah, so then I just started touring the country, and I've been to... Uh, how many states have you been? I've performed in 42 states. 42. Can I guess the ones you haven't? Because they're probably the same as mine. You can guess. And I think I wrote them down in my brain. Yes. Now, these are the ones you performed at? or The ones I need. I still, I've been, You've perform- been to them. I've worked in 42 states and been paid to do stand-up comedy okay. in 42 states. I'm going to say you haven't worked in Maine? Correct. Wyoming? I've been to Wyoming. I worked in... Uh, oh. Yeah, Gillette. Your... Gillette. Uh, okay, okay. Let me. So Maine. But you're close. Vermont. I've uh, I've worked in Vermont. Oh, Burlington. Okay. I um, almost saw the Montreal Expos play that Saturday, but it was rainy. I'm and again, th- they're in Montreal, and that's Canada. And you know my feelings <laughs> about Canada. Uh, Oregon. <laughs> that's easy. Okay. Yes. Give me the states you haven't been to. I have not been to Hawaii. Hawaii. That's one I should go to. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Montana. Did you say Montana? I guessed uh, Wyoming. Wyoming, yeah. So I haven't been to Montana, Oklahoma, Mississippi, and then I go East Coast, Delaware, Rhode Island, Maine, and New Hampshire. Okay. So I'm thinking I should do like a four. I can hit those East Coasters. Sure. Do four one-nighters in a week, maybe? Absolutely. Why wouldn't they let me do that? You're not even, uh, you're not really touring anymore. No. But this is <laughs> how I come back strong. <laughs> okay. Let's get to the meat of why you're here, and then we'll yes. get back to England and, and when you went there. Sure. You also, aside from being a successful uh, actor, and uh, thank you, you might recognize Chip from uh, numerous television shows and many commercials, countless. And now Close you're two hundred. You, now you're doing a lot of voiceover. You're lending yes. your golden pipes. Yes, I'm the voice of an up Periscope and a Hyundai commercial right now, <laughs> and a kit car. And it went something like, "Roger that, sir." That's uh, <laughs> that's it's good. like the Chitty that's Chitty Bang stuff. Bang commercial that's airing right now. If you look and see at that guy's flying a car. Yes. 
That's I'm, you? Yeah. <laughs> I had to go put my ear next to the speaker to go, I hope they use my voice, please. Yes, it's me. Oh, it's so distorted. <laughs> I'm surprised they auditioned anyone and gave it to me. But Wes Anderson, my good friend, Wes. Oh, dropping me. names here on the podcast. Never met the man. But I guess he said, yeah, <laughs> Chip's fine. Who cares? We're going to distort his voice anyway. So then the extensive work you're doing, yes. acting-wise, you have <clears throat> a, a money website. Yes. A financial Advice. Yes. I had, Chips I, money tips. Chips money tips. I had. It's more of a hobby that I've had for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I should do something with this. So let's put it on the, uh, the new media. So I have the website, and I give uh, money advice in a candy-coated shell. <laughs> Fun facts and tips for you guys out there. And it ranges from simple things like, hey, get this credit card and get these frequent flyer miles to, you know, how to... Now, you're not a uh, certified financial planner or anything like that. I'm an uncertified financial planner. You're uncertified. As my attorney friend calls me. Hmm, Chip Chinnery, uncertified financial planner. But the thing is, I'm (laughs) I'm giving advice on things you wouldn't even need someone with uh, certified anything to do. And one of those things, it's right up our alley here on the Travel Tales podcast. You're very good at acquiring frequent flyer miles. I have 1.1 million still, and I've used them for years. And you haven't been anywhere. You haven't gone anywhere, (laughs) and yet you have all these miles. I fly to Cincinnati a couple times a year. (laughs) And I've flown other places like Vegas. That's far. (laughs) Oh, God. Or... But the Phoenix, point, right? I see spring training. Oh, for the love of God! What well, isn't that? What you this can is drive about? there in six hours. What? <laughs> I don't think that. What? Well, the point is, you've acquired all these miles without flying and without paying for them, and without paying for them is uh, even better. And I think that uh, people like you who have this travel bug mm-hmm. would love this stuff. Now, were you able to gift me some of those miles? I could gift you miles. I'm not going to. <laughs> I am going to. Teach a man how to fish instead of giving him ah, the fish. It's very, it, you know, charity begins right here in this home. The Lord helps those. It's, it's <laughs> Help Chips Money Tips is a, a religious uh, money <laughs> advice site. Although there is one out there. So. A religious money site? Yeah, it's a Christian finance. So he gives advice. Let me guess. Uh, tithe. <laughs> Give us money. How 10%. about that? <laughs> Let me see my taste. Yeah, so I have uh, different things on the website that just tells you how you can uh, get miles for free. And I could tell you some of the things. Why don't we do that right now? I'm going to guess the first one probably you've acquired most of these by getting credit cards that give you these sign-up bonuses. That's one big way to get them, um, which I can talk to you all about in detail. And (laughs) the other one is uh, something people don't even think about is if you have have assets, you have a brokerage account, uh, Fidelity has a great offer right now if you put – your assets over at Fidelity, you can get 50,000 frequent flyer miles for every 100,000 you put over there. So if I uh, put in my million dollars, right, you, which I just happen to have in a few accounts, they may cap it. At <laughs> oh, so I can't lie when I'm bringing it over. No, I think the, the cap is... If I was is, to give you, say, a million... Let's say if you had $100,000 in your stock, okay, you could, call, you could go... To chipsmoneytips.com and click on the Fidelity United or American or Delta links, which I don't get paid for. I get nothing. You get for. no little kickback. No, Fidelity is very stingy. Some of these things they do get a taste from. Right. So just but that doesn't it. cost us anything. You just get it from right. That's a referral basic, fee. Yeah. Okay. Little finder fee thing. So, um, but those particular Fidelity doesn't give anything. So, I don't care if you do it or not. <laughs> so but, if I got a hundred grand in my bank account. 
I give it to them. You could give. You could do it with cash or stocks, non-retirement accounts, no IRAs, no four hundred one ks. Okay. But you could say, oh, okay, well, you know, I got this stock that I had. I've got uh, fifty thousand or sixty thousand, whatever, and. Uh, you just transfer it over there, and you don't have to be a hundred thousand. You can do it in smaller increments. There can be twenty-five thousand or fifty thousand, mm-hmm. or as I like to arrogantly say, so if you only have twenty-five thousand dollars, oh, small-time people, you know, just twenty-five grand, <laughs> you could get uh, frequent flyer miles for that as well. Okay. So if you have stock sitting somewhere, I I used to have my stock sitting with my friend, and then charged an asset fee holding management fee, mm-hmm. and I didn't do anything, so it was like not like he was managing it for me. Yeah, so. he's just holding it. Yeah. <laughs> for like, when you're 65. Yeah, I was like, Rob, I, you're the great guy, but why, is, why am I getting 50 <laughs> bucks a year, 75 bucks a year taken out? And so then I realized, well, I could put this at Fidelity. TD Ameritrade used to do it too, but they've stopped. But you don't lose anything by uh, transferring it when you take it out? Is there a penalty of some sort? Uh, the person who you're taking it from will probably go, oh, well, Mike, we have a $75 fee, but... Fidelity will reimburse you. Usually it's like up to 125 bucks. Okay. They'll reimburse it, so you won't lose a penny. And what was their deal again? Fidelity gives you how Fidelity. much for each dollar? Fid- I'm going to pull out the thing. Uh, Fidelity. How many miles? Non-IRA accounts. You can get hundred. You can get up to 100. If you have up to $100,000 in assets, that would get you 50,000 frequent flyer miles. Okay. Now that's it, two round-trip uh, domestic tickets. Yes. And you can also, if you're out there listening and going, dude, I already have a Fidelity account, you can also do that. By adding funds to your existing account. So if you open, if let's say you have a Fidelity account already, yeah, and you took advantage of this offer a few years ago, and you already got your fifty thousand miles for your hundred thousand, and then Meemaw dies and leaves <laughs> you another hundred grand, you could add that hundred grand to this account and get another fifty thousand. Okay, so it's pretty sweet. So you've made a huge chunk of mileage by just transferring money to different accounts. Right. So I, yeah. And TD Ameritrade used to offer two, and I got to confess that I might have ping ponged it back and forth. But okay, they are they on to you yet? I mean, is there a, is there be, a risk? I no. mean, if they see you moving, you have to keep that in for at Fidelity. First of all, TD Ameritrade doesn't offer it anymore. The only ones offering the frequent flyer miles are Fidelity. So okay, I'm kind of throwing too much information. <laughs> Fidelity's the one, and you have to keep the money in there for six months. Okay. So now, does you know. Fidelity charge you a management fee as no, well? They do not. And the, the the trades, like all of these brokerage houses, stock brokerage houses, are less than you'd pay at a a company that's not one of the big shots like TD Ameritrade or Fidelity or E Trade or Scott Trade or blah blah. Okay, but if I have my money, I say I have these stocks. You have stock, yes. And I just and they're just holding it. Yes. And I transfer it to Fidelity. Yes. They're not going to say, well, why don't you buy this stock or the. So that the stock really doesn't change hands. There's not a sale. No, there's not. It's They're just, just a transfer holding of assets. So okay. It's exactly. It's transfer. You're taking it from one safe and you're putting it into the other safe. Exactly. It's the same stock. They're it not buying and change. selling. They do not buy and sell it. It just, it's okay. exactly the same thing and it moves over. It's okay. pretty easy. So, How many miles do you think you've got from doing this kind of stuff? From doing the uh, things like Fidelity? Like or asset, the, yeah, the asset cards transfer. The, asset transfer. Well, I was surprised last year because TD Ameritrade also had it available at the time, and I had done it years ago with TD Ameritrade and then closed my account. And then they said, well, we don't have any – your account's not open, so we can give it to you again. I go, really? <laughs> so I did it again with them. I've probably cleaned up a few hundred thousand miles that way. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so Fidelity Fidelity's the only one really doing it. Fidelity's the only one giving the miles right now, and that's on United, American, or Delta. And um, I have links on my site that will take you to the 
exact offer so you can see the breakdown for smaller increments of money. And if you don't have the exact amount in stock, but you also have some cash, you can add to it. So in this example of $100,000 gets you 50,000 frequent flyer miles, and you say, well, I've got $96,000 in stock, you could add $4,000 in actual cash mm-hmm. to make $100,000 in assets that would then get you 50,000 frequent flyer miles. And you're not selling it or anything. It's just sitting there, and they give you 50,000 miles. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. So that's, uh, that's one way to do it. That's one way to do it. And I also, just as a side thing, I know you guys always travel, and that's a big part of it. But I recommend getting these. I'm about to talk about credit card offers. Okay. Because Cause you got me in. I took advantage of the one you did when Continental yes. was giving theirs. Because they were merging with United, and they right. already have. Yes. So you can't get the Continental card anymore. You cannot. Do you still have your Continental card? I, they sent me. Uh, yes, I do. I do have the Continental. The one pass. We need you to get out of that card. I get out of it. Well, we want you to... It's not good anymore. Is that what you're telling me? This is for anybody out there who's holding a Continental credit card. Okay. United merged with Continental. And at some point in the near future, you're going to get a letter delivered to you from United going, Hey, we uh, purchased Continental. We've merged, and it's fantastic. And here's a replacement card for your Continental, because as you know, Continental's not around. And sure, you've been earning United miles for the last few months with your Continental card, but we're going to give you this new United card. With all the benefits of your old Continental card. Well, that's fantastic, and that is fine. But the scam, (laughs) the hustle that I recommend is you, Mike Siegel, Mm -hmm. apply for the United card right now. You can do it through ChipsMoneyTips.com at the ChipsMoneyTips.com website. What's that website again? (laughs) ChipsMoneyTips.com. And I get a taste of that one. That's why I push the website. Ah. But what you can do is you can apply for the United card now. So then it, I'll have two cards. Then you'll have – that gets approved. Then you can only get – United has a bonus on their card right now, which will get you 30,000 frequent flyer miles if you sign up for the card and add an authorized user, which is an easy thing to do and doesn't actually do anything except give you 5,000 more miles. Now, for an authorized user, you're just giving them a name who said they have the right to use this card. Yes. When you sign up for an offer, they'll say, you make one purchase, we'll give you 25,000 frequent flyer miles, and if you sign up an authorized user – just an adult, put an adult's name on a card, we'll give you another 5000 And you don't need this adult's Social Security number no. or anything like that? None. That adult does not get their credit pulled. The okay. card does not go to them. It shows up to you with your other card. So this other authorized user may not even know they're the authorized. You don't even have to tell them. Exactly. You could put your mom's name on there. And could I put Chip Chinnery's name You could put there? my name there. I'm a real person. <laughs> Sir, we've been getting a lot of uh, you as an authorized user. You're an authorized user on 800 credit cards, sir. (laughs) So the beauty of it is with the United card, you can get 30,000 miles by making one purchase. All these other airline cards offer similar offers, but you've got to make $700, Yeah, I've seen it as high as 1,000, the first 1,000. But this one is just make one purchase. So you could actually just go down the store. That's what I did. I went down the street and had dinner. Did you? And that was was my only purchase I put on the card. And your 30,000 continental miles showed up. Right. Yes. That's perfect. 25,000. I didn't put an authorized user on. Ah, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. I, got, I robbed myself. But still, again, 25,000, that's a domestic flight, it's right? It's free. There. Yeah. And uh, so what I was saying about the Continental, if you have a Continental card, go sign up for the United card because you can only get the United card offer for being a first-time new account. Mm-hmm. You can't, if you sit around and wait for your Continental card to get replaced with a United card, you're no longer a new account holder. Uh, Does that make sense? 
Yeah. You should jump out there, get the United offer. I'll beat them to the punch. Exactly. Then, when you get your United card and you've made your one purchase, and a month later after your statement drops, you'll see 30,000 frequent flyer miles in your United account. Then you call up Chase, call the number on the back of your old Continental card. And cancel it. And before you cancel it, say, hey, I'd like to transfer the credit limit on here over to my United card. Okay. Since it's Chase, they'll do it. It's the same bank. They don't care. They probably will do it. I can't, I can't say whether or not they won't do it. <laughs> and then you have carried your limit over to this other card, which is another way to keep your credit score highest possible. Well, let me play the devil's advocate here. Yes. And people are listening, and they probably have the same questions sure. that I always have. People get nervous when they apply for credit cards. Yes. Uh, A, they worry how it's going to affect their credit rating. Mm-hmm. And B, canceling them. Yes. How would that affect their credit rating? And C, fees, like annual fees. Yes. Uh, the United Card waives the annual fee of the first year. Otherwise, it's 95 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. But one of the perks of having the United Card or any of these airline cards that you pay an annual fee for is now that everybody's charging for baggage, checked bags, you get a free checked bag with United. And you get a free checked bag with United and your companion. Which is huge now. Yeah, because otherwise they're going to charge you $25 away, which is $50 round trip. And if you, and if you fly There's twice. There's your 100 bucks right there. Yeah, or with a companion, you're covered. You're actually making 5 bucks over what you would have had to pay. And some of them, they give you a pass to the, uh, the lounge, right? They do. You, with United, you get a pass to the lounge after your first year. So I think once you've had the card for a year and you, sent, you sign up for the next year, you pay the annual fee, then they send you a pass. For the uh, fancy smancy uh, lounge. Okay. Which is nice. <laughs> so it's actually now that they're charging for checked bags, it's a better idea than ever to keep the card around and pay the annual fee because they're charging you for checking bags. Mm-hmm. Now, but do these credit ratings, do they count? Like, the, hey, this guy has 50 credit cards in his name. Does I have that 27. Look bad? You have 27 cards. And my credit score is almost 800. It's 798. Well, this is how... I know people are wondering, how do you keep track of them all? Is there a program you use? Um, you use? I use Quicken, but the shortest answer of it all is that I only use a couple of different cards in my wallet. Um, so mm-hmm. otherwise, I keep them locked away. So to do what you do, yes. you A, have to be Anal organized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't have to be crazy about it, but you've got to be organized. Yeah. And most importantly, and I know you can't stress this enough, you don't. You never carry a balance. You exactly. never. So the rates don't mean these uh, loaning rates yes. and interest rates mean nothing. You just pay it off every. Exactly. Month. I think of credit cards in a completely different way. People say, "Oh, I." I've told people at this United offer. A friend of ours said, "Hey, what's the rate on that?" And I'm like, "That doesn't matter. It does not. Matter. You should not ever carry a balance." And I know some people out there are like, "Well, I have a balance, so won't just stop yelling at me, Chip Jenner." <laughs> yeah. But um, so yeah, I don't ever carry a balance on my credit cards. Yeah, I don't buy either. something unless I have the cash to pay for it. Well, we're responsible Americans. We have to do. I that. think we're not doing the American way, which is to spend what you don't have. Yeah. And it, it, let's be honest. Do you want to see this economy crash, Chip? Let's, I do not. We got to get out there, and we got to start spending more than we have. Wait a second, I, huh? what? don't you know <laughs> how this country works? Don't you know you need to borrow? <laughs> we what? can't. We got to spend our way out of this recession. Exactly. Yeah. So you got to be responsible with the car. Yeah. And if you're, that's the bottom line. Just be responsible. Mm-hmm. And you know, so you get this United card, you pay 
A bu- you buy something. You at set it in Eleven. the drawer and you don't yeah. look at it. And then when you go to take a flight on United, you take your card out, you put it in your wallet, you buy your ticket with that card or whatever you're going to do, and then that's it. Yeah. You, and then you get home and you pay it off. You're not <laughs> entitled. To, I'm going to be a jerk here. You're not entitled to something, you know. Come on. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. Don't, if you're the kind of person that pays the minimum every yeah. month, this is not a plan for you. You're going to just, you know, hurt yourself. <laughs> Well, let me address the other question you had about your credit score being affected by yes. opening and canceling cards. Well, when you when that's why I'd mentioned here, hey, when you get your if dealing with Continental card and the United card, moving a credit limit over to another one of your cards at that bank helps. It doesn't hurt your score. Part of your credit score, your credit score in general is comprised of many different things. One part of it is how much debt you have on your credit cards toward the amount of credit limit that you are allowed. So, in Mike's case here, you're, you're Mike, right? That's me. So, if you, tr- if you I had- appreciate you putting me in the fourth person. <laughs> so, if you have ten thousand dollar credit limit on your Continental card, and you move that ten thousand over to your new Chase United card, I now have twenty thousand. Yeah, you haven't lost any okay. uh, available credit limit. But after I move it over, then you that can- doesn't cancel. That cancels my old card. No, but then you you move it over. The reality is they're going to keep 500 bucks on your Continental card okay. as a credit limit. You're not able to move it all over? Okay, whatever. Okay, but that's a different thing than canceling it outright, just cutting canceling it Canceling it outright does not help your credit score because of the other components of But does your... it hurt? Yes. Okay. It could hurt. How about that for being vague? <laughs> it could hurt. Credit scores are comprised, that part that I talked about of the debt you have toward the available credit limit is one component of it. And I did a post about this. On Chips Money Tips. What's that website, Chip? ChipsMoneyTips.com. Mm, I did it recently. I hadn't heard that. And I'm trying to remember the name of the... But it has a colorful pie chart <laughs> on the left-hand side, and it's not that old. So it's on there. Just search uh, Credit Score or FICO, F-I-C-O, and you'll be able to find it, the exact post. Uh, different percentages make up your credit score. Canceling it. If you canceled all your cards, suddenly you don't have the available credit limit that you used to. So you're you're taking that down, and now yeah. you're you're going to have in that section thirty percent of your credit is based upon how much you owe toward your available limit. Well, now that's going to be a screwed up ratio. Uh, part of a, a credit score is also your credit uh, length of history. How long have you had the card? So if you can keep a card around that you never use, I do that. That's yeah, why I've got, I, have I got I got a visa that I think I got right out of college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like a Citibank thing. And that's good to keep that card. But I am still paying fees on it, though. There's an annual fee. Oh. I'd call them up and say, I'd like to get a free version of this card. I, I do you that can do that? Time. You can call them up and say, do you have a free version? A free version? Free version. What's in it for them if, to give it to me? They still get a percentage. If you use that card, they get a percentage from the merchant. Okay. So they don't, you know, they're just... They'd love it if you're never, you know, they'd love for you to use it all the time and pay an annual fee. Exactly. But. Yeah. Or, but, or just pay the annual fee. Sure. That's, that's the second best thing. If you're not going to use it, hey, Mike's not using his card. This is great. He's sending us 75 bucks a month or whatever. Yeah. But if I cancel that, that'll hurt me. If you canceled it, that would not help you. Okay. It would take your available credit limit down. But there's also, you wouldn't recommend. Or would you doing a lot of this with someone who's maybe in the market for a mortgage or something like that? I would. You don't not. want to do this too close to when you're searching getting a loan or something, right? If you're looking to get a, buy a car or get a loan on a car or a boat 
Right. For a four-wheeler <laughs> or a house. I would not do it right now. Right now I'm looking into refinancing, and I stopped taking advantage of credit card offers a few months ago. Okay. Just wanted to have it quiet down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I checked my, I checked my um, credit reports, which you can do for free at annualcreditreport.com, and you can see on there when you've had recent inquiries – and it's free. Annualcreditreport.com is free. These free credit score yeah, things. Yeah, those ones on the free. TV with the crazy band, those they, are not free. The, you have to pay for the commercial airtime. <laughs> yeah. There's, a, there's no free lunch. So annualcreditreport.com, go there. You'll be able to get uh, one of each three Experian, Equifax, TransUnion credit reports, and you can get one every year. So it's cool to check out. What I do is every four months I, go, I pull down a new one, check it out. The final thing was about whether it affects your credit score to apply for credit. Yeah. The general rule of thought is two to five points get dinged on your credit score per card, per credit application. Per, per application? Per application. Or per, yeah. When you, when you apply, you're giving them your, your social security Oh, when they number. check it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that gets dinged initially, they say, but even FICO says it might not depending upon your circumstances. I'm a guy with a lot of credit available, and I've clearly displayed that I don't abuse it. Yeah. So I don't think I get dinged. I might, but the minute, whether you do or don't get dinged, the two to five points, which generally is what people think will happen, you sudden, if you get approved, you suddenly have all this much more credit available to you. So now you've increased your available credit. Right. So then it increases the points there, so it comes back over... You get dinged initially two to five points, but all of a sudden it's like, hey, he's been responsible with his credit. A few months go by and your points come back up. Is there a standard, uh, just for people to be safe, a standard waiting period? Like, you'll say, if I want to get a loan, I shouldn't do anything like, say, six months before looking for a loan. I think that's fine. Six, <laughs> six months is a good... I don't, like, I don't know if there is a definite time period, but... But if you're going to be on the safe side, you don't want to... Don't apply for a card or something or yeah because if you look at your credit report that i just mentioned at annualcreditreport.com i get nothing for that one either <laughs> damn it that's part of the credit card act that was one of the great things about it yeah i've used that a couple times yeah. you can uh, anyway you can see each different credit bureau not all credit cards report to all three bureaus capital one reports to all three bureaus but not all of them so you will see three different in this in the sections where it talks about inquiries to your credit recently you'll get three different reports so, you know, Chase may or may yeah. not report to this one. And There's Experian, Equifax, and, and TransUnion. Yeah. And which Capital One brings us to our. Uh, I remember a couple years ago, was it last year, they started to do this, you know, send us your. Match my miles. Match my miles thing. Now, I missed it. Yes. Because it went by pretty quick. Yes. And now they're doing it again. And then in the meantime, right before my trip to. Uh, for my three-month trip, yeah, I got a venture card, a Capital One venture card. I remember uh, because it has no foreign transaction fees. That's sweet. which is a big thing if you're. It's like three percent you're saving. Yeah, um, but I missed the match thing. Yeah, you did it, mm-hmm. and now they're doing it again. They're they're doing it, but not as easily as it was last year. Okay, because last year you all you had to do was mail in a statement from another. Like last year a, you just had to show your frequent flyer mile statement. From, from like American or any account, yeah, any frequent flyer mile account, and they would match it. That was up to a hundred thousand miles. Yeah. Well, everybody, it was such a sweet deal that anybody, who, if you're a crazy person like me, who's like, wait, what? Yeah, I dawdled on it, and then I, I emailed you and said, "Is this real? How does this work?" <laughs> it's it sounded too good to be true, but it actually was true. Okay. So I got an account for I got the card for my own person, and I got one for the business, and I had my American statement and my Delta statement, which had like two hundred and fifty thousand miles on each of them. So you cleaned up two hundred thousand miles right there. I cleaned up two hundred thousand Capital One miles, and 
Uh, see, but the Capital One miles, and people should know this, it's not to one airline. You have to buy your – they will buy your ticket. Like, it's say, like, if you have like 400 – They're like a travel agent, basically. Yeah. So for – you need – I think the ruling is, like, say – Say it's a four hundred fifty dollars ticket. Yes, you need forty five thousand miles. Something that like sounds that. right. Yes. Yeah. And my discovery on that uh, places like the, did I cut you off? I'm sorry. No, no, no. But why it, are you giving me the finger? I don't understand. <laughs> it's not. It's not like you get a hundred thousand frequent flyer miles. Right. It's that's worth like a thousand dollars of yes, tickets. Yes. Yes. And and because I'm not a big traveler, I decided to use my windfall last year to just get gift cards ah. through the capital one mall and i had 2200 because i did this it didn't cost me a penny and i got 2240 dollars worth of gasoline gift cards and amazon.com amazon.com gift cards i'm buying tools I'm, i haven't paid for gas literally i have two more gift cards left and i haven't paid for gas since march of last year and this was all from Miles? All, all from this little thing they offered. Because you don't want to use them to... I have, do you think I, that's a good deal, the way they're doing it, or is that... Well, this was the deal that they offered was last year. No, I mean, the, the way they're doing it, that oh. it's not Miles. It's, it it's, goes toward a ticket. It's like a percentage of a ticket rather than actual, just a free flight. It is, and it's not. Because what I found was that when you go to their Capital One, buy your ticket on our website. Type, they're basically charging you retail. Yeah, I've never and, used them. I haven't used yeah. my miles yet for it. It's not bad because you have the flexibility of different airlines, but it's um, also a retail price where I compared what they were offering and what Chase Ultimate Rewards were offering against a ticket I could buy on the exact same flight through the airline. And instead of it being you know, 400 bucks, it was 525 at at these places. So they're kind of getting the retail price. So it wasn't as good of an exchange in my opinion. I, I would have rather done what I did and taking gift cards for things that I was going to purchase anyway, like gasoline, and get $525 in gift cards and then pay $400 in cash for the flight through the airline. Yeah, it's misleading. I'm, not, I'm calling the Capital One <laughs> – I'm calling them miles, but they're really just points. They're points, yeah. They're not miles. Yeah. And, uh, but here's where the advantage of that happens, and this is the problem with collecting – I mean, I, I'm, I'm a whore for frequent flyer miles because sure. I love to travel. Especially now, even if you have a ton of miles – Yeah. There's no availability. You can't use them. There's blackout dates. Yep. And they charge you, you know, some of these airport fees and everything else and the taxes right. are a lot. So they're not as great a deal as they used to be. Yeah. It's like people say, when I hear people knock this stuff, they go, yeah, but you can't, you know, it's, it's hard. You can't fly. Well, it's kind of like if I want to fly at Christmas, I'm going to pay more cash for a ticket yes. than I would anyway. So they're going to charge me more miles. So it's just the, it's the same supply and demand things but if you want to fly on tuesday to omaha it's probably only going to be twenty five thousand frequent exactly. flyer miles but if you want to fly at christmas it might be 60 yeah and i tell people when they ask me uh, about it i go look you have to be really flexible i yeah. mean the flexibility is the key if you want to come back on the sunday after thanksgiving yeah you're out of luck yeah. or you're gonna or you want anywhere around christmas yep you're going to pay the max miles, yeah. and I've had to do it. And know? that's the uh, the thing about that's why I always take advantage of these miles offers and bonuses when they come up and come around because it's not I'm not actually paying anything for them. So if I end up having to spend sixty thousand to get a coach mm-hmm. seat somewhere, well, I still didn't pay six hundred bucks. It's like um, my dad passed away last year. You know, I got the call from the nurse. Uh, yeah, you should come. I'm like, okay. So eight a.m. I jump online. Thousand, almost a thousand dollars for a ticket on Delta 
oh, that morning that a left day's at eight. Notice, yeah. Yeah, it was that same day, and then I was like, <sighs> and then I jumped on the frequent flyer. 25,000 miles. Day of. Day of. So I think when it gets like within a few hours, they go, well, who's going to just drop the price to 25,000 frequent flyer miles? I think that might be what happens. Yeah, because usually at least with that, you need like a seven-day. Yeah. Or is it 14-day now or something? They try. I don't They're making it a little tougher now. Yeah. And um, so that I recommend for anybody to get enough frequent flyer miles to have stashed for an mm. emergency because – yeah, I, I would. If I didn't have those miles, I would have been having to pay nine hundred and some dollars. And then they say, "Well, there's a bereavement fare." Well, I talked to them about that. It's not that much better. Yeah, it's still a ton of money. I was like, "Oh, so I forget what they were going to weigh, but it was it was still going to be eight hundred bucks." Or the other option is our friend Jimmy Pardo, who flies a lot, and yep. he doesn't really use his trips to go around the country as much. He uses them for upgrades. Oh yeah, which is another nice thing to have. Yeah. I know for, I think, let's see, from here to, like, Chicago. Right. On American, it's about four upgrades one way. Or it costs, like, four. 500-mile segments? 500-mile segments, yeah. yeah. So I still have, like, four segments. and I So it's, like, four to get to Chicago and probably Cincinnati. Yeah. I know it's five one way to uh, New York. First class is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it is nice. If anything, well, it depends on the plane. On a three-class plane, it's amazing. Whoa, you that has something I didn't understand. On the big flights now, because uh-huh. most domestic flights are only two classes. There's the upfront, the first class, and then coach. Then the scum behind the curtain. The big class, the big, yeah, right. I hate it when they look at me. I'm you don't like first. Hey, no eye contact. Listen, I gave frequent flyer miles to <laughs> sit up here next to this actress. <laughs> I'm not a piece of scum yeah. like you. Keep it moving. But the big, the big planes, the 747s and uh-huh. stuff, they have the, the business class in the middle. Right. And the first class. That first class... Is nice. Yeah. That's really nice. And the business class is like, because on a two-seat plane and most domestic flights, if it's under four hours, it's just really a wider seat. But don't get me wrong, the wider seat is nice. And a free booze. That's what it is. Yeah. And I I gut it out for a while if I have to. It's nice. Yeah. Under, um, I usually save my upgrades for cross-country. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Yeah. That's... uh, that's what I would recommend. And yeah, <laughs> and but you've used them for gifts too, you which can. I haven't, which I've never done yet. Absolutely, yeah. When you're, yeah, in case you guys don't know this, if you have a, you you go to get a ticket online and you're filling out your information, they're going to ask you who's flying, and you put in the name of that person, and that's the ticket for them. So, if I've <laughs> I've said you know if you if your granny sits there and says we want you to come visit us, you're like well granny, why don't you get a card and. <laughs> Get a United card or American Express Delta card or the American Airlines card and get the miles and buy us a ticket because a, it's a tremendous savings. And, you know, you could fly people out to see you or you could fly to see them. I, I like it. That. The, what uh, else is on your little list there? I got my little list here, my talking points. Um, <laughs> something that I want to tell We've you We've covered credit cards. Yeah. We. Oh, yeah. Here's the other thing, too, is like a lot of these cards have business versions. American Airlines, the major airlines have. I have an Amex business card, and then you can get a personal one as well. Yeah, so you could get, uh, like, when we're talking frequent flyer miles here, Bobby Tessel just told me that. Bobby Tessel. Told me he uh, he got the American Express Delta SkyMiles card. Right. And then he got the business card as well. So he got 30,000 on this one, 30,000 on that one. So. Yeah, I have on American, I have have a personal and a. 
and uh, business one for my company. Yeah. And then uh, if you guys keep the card to keep it around to keep the free check bags, that's great. But if you don't, one thing I recommend anybody do as a way to keep your miles refreshed is to get a free version of those Sky Miles credit cards. For example, Delta has uh, it's a blue card. So at the end of the year, if you say, you know what, I'm not going to fly Delta anymore, I'm going to get ask them for the free version of their card, which only gets me one point for every $2 I spend, but there's no annual fee. And there's also no checked bag for free, but it gives you the opportunity to keep your card around. And then every year, I recommend just going out and charging $2 at the gas station. And then you'll refresh your miles for another 18. Our deltas don't even expire, but you can do this with the other airlines as well. Oh. So I'm, every year, I go out to the gas station and with a fistful of cards like an idiot. $2, $2, $2. <laughs> I remember the uh, thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, we talked about frequent flyer miles. What about hotels? Yes, I have the... Uh, I have that information right here, Mike. You got a little hotel, actually. You got hotels. You got uh, Hyatt. Hyatt, and My- Hyatt, Marriott, and Hilton. Is that the Starwood? Have... That's The Starwood's a different thing. Yeah, Starwood's a different one as well. Starwood's a big chain. Starwood's I mean... a, yeah, that's a nice card because that not only gives you the ability to use a card for frequent flyer miles on, I think, 30 different airlines. Mm-hmm. You, can, you, earn, you earn star points with a Starwood's Amex card, Starwood Amex card. And you can use those points to get an airline or you can use it to get a hotel. Resorts, etc., etc. So, the annual fee on that card is sixty-five bucks. And right now, I think they have a promotion. It's like twenty-five thousand star points if you spend twenty-five hundred bucks or three thousand in the first three months of opening your card, which is easy to do through Amazon payments. Make a note of that. I'll tell you about that in a later in a little bit. Um, <laughs> but the, the great thing about the star points is, if you have twenty thousand star points, you can. And you convert twenty thousand in a chunk. They will make them. They will turn them into twenty five thousand airline frequent flyer miles. So if you had a Starwoods card, and you're like, well, you know, you and your you and your wife, Mike, your pretend wife, mm-hmm. you guys go to. <laughs> you each get the card. You each do the purchases on it, and you get the miles, the points, the star points, and then you say, well, let's book a flight some weekend using our star points. We'll convert twenty thousand of them into twenty five thousand frequent flyer miles. Mm-hmm. We'll fly across the country on this specific flight for free. And then I also have an additional 10,000 star points because that's what this offer was. And that's good enough for a night in a hotel. And you and your wife could both get, you know, if you both got the card, you both got the hotel, you could get a completely free weekend flying across the country, staying in some hotel for two nights and fly back for completely for free. I I think that's fantastic. That's a nice deal. Or is it the sixty-five dollar annual fee? I, I don't know. Well, the one thing, I, the only problem I've ever run into with uh, hotel cards because I had a I had a Marriott card mm-hmm. for was it no it was a Hilton Hilton Honors points, mm-hmm. but I I had all these Hilton points, right? And uh, you have to be careful because hotel points tend to expire quicker than frequent flyer miles with airlines. Yeah, I just got and I lost them. a bunch. Did you? And without you, I forgot all about it. I never used them. Yeah. And then I, I was uh, like six months too late. I looked, I called them up and, oh, no, those things are gone. Well, one I th- lost a lot of points. Here's a, you talk about how do I organize. One of the things I do is award wallet. And I have a link to it on chipswinnytips.com. <laughs> but it's a cool thing. It's because an online thing. It's a, it's a ward wallet. It's a website that will track all of your miles at everything. I'm talking about frequent flyer miles, hotels, car rental things, dining club points, and, uh, it's free, but then they ask for a donation every six months. You kick, honestly, give them five bucks, and you you have even more information delivered to you, including the expiration dates. It's a tremendous tool, and they also have an app. So you can I have it on my Android, 
and you can go ahead. They, no, they, they don't even. This is a, just a suggestion, like a charity. Yeah, yeah. Pay what you will. Bunch of commies over there. <laughs> but it's a great site. Um, a couple of the airlines have gotten their panties in a bunch. American Airlines, when they declared bankruptcy, all of a sudden said, "You can't. Uh, we're not going to let you access our." Whatever. So you can't track your American and you can't track Southwest on there. But everybody else is playing ball. Is that because they want want you want your miles to expire? Is that it? I think it's about uh, clicks and uh, footprints and ding dong siphoning away views on their website or something. I think that they think that. To me, if I'm able to go to Award Wallet and click, because right now I can go to Award Wallet and click on British Airways and it'll take me to Chase and it'll take me to my account. Right. What? It, come on. What's the What's the <laughs> issue? I'm not. You know. It seems more. Con- I seem. It seems like I would go to more websites through Award Wallet than I wouldn't. Right now, I'm annoyed that I have to go to AA.com because I couldn't do it through Award Wallet. Well, AA, they uh, they're the ones who took themselves off what Expedia for a little Same while. Same type of thing. Just to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. And uh, Southwest always seems to be a pain for everything. They, they want to do everything. They're not partnered with anybody. I like that they don't charge for bags, check bags. Yeah. But other than that, I'm like, come on, man. Come yeah. on, man. It's a little above Greyhound, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's a flying bus. <laughs> um, and auto, you're talking about these other travel things. Uh, rental cars, I would always use autoslash.com. Autoslash.com, you plug in, I want to go here, and they would get you a rental car rate at some rental car place, and then they would consistently, continually keep looking to get you a better rate. And they would email you when they got a better rate. So that you're is, not locked in. You're, not, you're, only, you're locked in. For, you have a reservation for this thing. But they would continually say, oh, we just got good news. We dropped it 30 bucks. Hey, good news. Over at this other place, you get it for $10 less. You go in and make, you know, approve this thing. That's great. Auto slash? Auto slash.com. But unfortunately, they had a big write-up in the New York Times a couple months back. And um, so one of the car companies that has like three car companies bailed on it and they said oh. you can't i think it was dollar i'm not sure but it was like so that's a little annoying um but otherwise if you get award wallet and you get pay them a little bit of money then you'll have the ability to have your expiration date show up and then they, they notify well, they send me a warning say they hey you warning. idiot you're about to lose your miles that's how i found out that oh this hilton thing that i used last year they're going to expire if i don't use them by august so, oh. so that's another way to not lose out on your thing let me see what else i can tell you <laughs> i feel like how are we doing on time uh we got a little bit of time okay. but we can we can move toward the end I'll, I'll zip a couple hot points there on the credit card things anybody can get a business version of a credit card so if you're looking to get hey Even if want, you don't have a business anybody can do it if you're a sole proprietor that's the irs says it's legal it's completely legal so you're an s-corp anybody you're an s-corp you're a c-corp you're an llc you're whatever that you're already a corporation so you don't have to worry about it but uh you know, so if you're just a guy who, uh, um, you're a dog walker and you make money walking dogs, well, you just file it as when you sign up for a card, you put your name there in the, where it says your company name, you put your name, and where it says tax ID. If you don't have a tax ID number, you put your social, and then you client, and you, then you say I'm a sole proprietor. You sign up for the card, and then you can get the card as a business. So you can use your personal social, yes, yes. and still get a business card. And it's completely legal. I did a post about it too, and I can't remember. The name of the post. See, I thought you needed a tax ID number. No. Well, here's the other thing. I, my business cards, yes. I've noticed, when I uh, go, f- when they do a credit check on me, yes, I was doing s- much more business through my business cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of that didn't show up on my personal uh-huh. 
uh, <laughs> statement, which probably it would be better for me if it did. Okay. So that doesn't affect your personal. Well, unless you put your personal. Yeah, social but if, if you have, I had my business card on there, right? So, but a lot of that didn't show. They were like, "Oh, all you, all you have is these uh, three credit cards." And I go, "No, I got a lot mm-hmm. more." But oh, their business card—they didn't show up on my credit report. And they would show up if you're a sole proprietor, which right. you could even do if you're if you like you are an S corp. Yeah. But you could do Mike. You could do Travel Tales podcast if it's not under the umbrella of your corporation, mm-hmm. and just get a you know a sole proprietor credit card for that. If that okay. makes sense. Um, so that's a good thing. Uh, there are. No foreign transaction fees on British Airways, Chase Sapphire, Chase Inc. Bold. Uh, Capital Capital One's Venture Card is another thing you might look into. They have a free version of their card, which only gives you one point or 1.25 points. I have the Venture. That's the one I have. So if you want to not pay the annual fee, they do have a free version of that. Um, Chase Sapphire, there are some different cards out there that have other great offers that give you points at Ultimate Rewards. Which is Chase's thing, like the Chase Sapphire. Sapphire, somebody recommended me uh, that one. Yeah. A frequent uh, traveler overseas. He said he liked that one. Yeah, it's no foreign transaction fees. The card has metal in it, so it's actually heavier than any. I think it's metal. It's, it's you know, kind of a hey, look at this card. It's hey. kind of like, ooh, what is that, a black visa? Well, this is fantastic. <laughs> it's clear. Sorcerer. One <laughs> of those that are effective when breaking into somebody's house? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, the. Uh, like Chasing Bold had a great thing, and they still do. You get 25,000 um, ultimate rewards points after one purchase, and that's equivalent to $250 cash. Same uh, Chase Sapphire will give you 40,000 ultimate rewards points right now if you spend $3,000 in the first three months, which is worth $500 in travel uh, on, on their website, through their website, or $400 in cash. No annual fee the first year. No foreign transaction fees. <laughs> I feel like uh, – oh, the other thing too, look into Amazon Payments. Amazon Payments is a way for you to charge money on a credit card to – you pay money in cash to somebody else by charging your credit card through AmazonPayments.com. So if you go to – if you have an Amazon account, yeah, you have to have an Amazon account. So have an Amazon account. Sign up for one if you don't have one. Then go type in AmazonPayments.com and you'll sign in with your Amazon account information and then they'll have a thing there send money with receive money blah blah it's kind of like paypal okay but there's no fee involved and you can if you hook it up to your bank account you can send up to a thousand dollars a month and you can do it through a credit card too so this is amazon's version of paypal yeah and no fees but you're limited to a thousand dollars a month so so how does this what are their Benefits. Well, I don't, I don't. Do they give like points? Do they give it's a- market share? So what I'm saying, <laughs> like even on their website, they say, "Hey, pay for your babysitter using Amazon Payments." So what I take that as to be, and I did a post about it called "Pay Your Rent with Plastic." You could jump on Amazon Payments and pay anybody cash with your credit card. I'm not saying you should swindle them. <laughs> I'm not saying you should get in. You and your significant other should send each other money. But you could. I've heard that people do that. <laughs> so, well, what's you needed, the benefit of if you needed to meet a spending requirement? Let's say of give like, me a scenario where this would work hypothetically. Yeah, let's look at the Chase Sapphire card. They're going to give you forty thousand bonus ultimate rewards if you spend three thousand dollars in the first three months, which is going to be worth five hundred dollars in travel. Okay. So you and your significant other say, "Well, I, hmm, I don't really spend money, but I could send." You know, Kate could send Jim a thousand bucks 
with the credit card with their with her Chase Sapphire credit oh, card. Oh, so she's she's using the credit card. She sends the money to another Amazon account holder, Jim, and Jim says, "Oh, thank you. This is for the fine work you did at my house, painting my house." Thank so, you. according to Chase, you've spent that money. You sent you spent a thousand dollars on your Chase card through Amazon payments to pay Jim. So and we do then, that once a well, Jim once gets, a month for three months, and we've could, hit our limit. You could do that, and then Jim could. Jim could go, oh, good, I got $1,000, withdraw it from the account into his bank account. Then he could take his Chase Sapphire card and say, well, you know what, Kate, I owed you $1,000 for those cookies you baked the other day. <laughs> so it's one of the hustles people do. It's not the, it's not the spirit of what they're doing. Yes. But what I'm saying is if you've, if you've spent your money and you're trying to be it, play by the rules and you're like, oh, I'm $100 short, this is a way, you know, you could do that. You could you – could, pay somebody money that they they bought dinner the other night and you're just going to pay them back that way and there's no fee paypal has charges a fee so for a guy who doesn't really fly as much as nearly as much as you used to yes um you have all these points yes um have you ever bought something really big with it like uh, somebody said you know you can go with my amex points i can go get a big screen tv no i have not because that's usually they're charging a retail price is that it? Because yeah. I didn't know when you see these. I always getting stuff in the mail about you know yeah. their mall or whatever you yeah. can buy. Stay away from the mall. Uh, that's another way. Like I mentioned earlier about how you can, you know, get the free version of a credit card and then just charge it once a year to keep your miles refreshed. Um, if you don't want to do that, that's completely cool. What you can do is every one of the airlines has every one. I think the biggies all have a shopping mall, and I have a post about it called "Don't Let Your Mo- Something Your Miles Expire." I don't know. <laughs> it's on the website and. It has links to all the shopping malls that United, Delta, American Airlines has. Uh, Starwood has a thing you can go. To, you can go into one of their hotels and spend ten bucks on a drink, and that refreshes your points. So if you get the Starwood card, you get the promotional miles, and you go, "I'm not going to travel much anymore," which is kind of where I am. I'm not traveling much anymore, so I, I'm going to get rid of the card, and then I'm going to just make sure I pop in and buy a drink with it, <laughs> you know, to keep the miles fresh. Um, that's cool. Yeah, the uh, the hotel cards, I have those on my site as well, the Hyatt, Marriott, and Hilton. Uh, they are all no transa- no foreign transaction cards, I believe. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm not sure on Hilton. but uh, Is there a specific travel section of your website that people can say, oh, or is it just this- like a credit card web section? There's a thing of ca- cash and prizes with credit cards. There's a button on the right-hand side. But probably right underneath the credit cards, by the time this airs, it will. When's this drop, Mike? Um. Having to say, probably ne- uh, not this week, but next. But if they're listening to Let's it, say in a June, hard. the first of June. Yeah. By then, it should have under my credit cards. I'll break it down into different sections like travel, airline, hotel, oh. credit cards. So Sounds can, like you're doing a lot of work on this website. We're doing a lot of work over at Chips Money Chips, trying to get the word out to people. <laughs> um, right now, British Airways has a thing through June seventh. Uh, you can get fifty thousand Avios Avios miles points. I'm sorry, Avios points right away. Bottom line is it could get you from L.A. to New York, L.A. to uh, London for free, except you have to pay the taxes. Gotcha. So that's something else. And in London, those taxes are a little heavy. Yeah, it costs money, but you'd pay that anyway <laughs> if you were going to pay for yeah, it that's cash. True. Um, I remember looking at a flight uh, to London, and there was some special they were giving away, like uh, $680 or something. Right. <laughs> it's like, that's a, that's a great deal from L.A. Yeah. I look at it. The the taxes and fees higher than six hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah, it's not cheap. It like, almost it was double almost. Yeah, like it's uh, wait a minute. No, that's not. <laughs> I hold guess a, it's good. Hold the phone. Yeah, if you look at it as a, a it's cheaper. You know, sometimes <laughs> yeah, it's cheaper. 
Yeah, it still costs a lot of money to fly over there. Yeah, this is the old bait and switch, but I'm looking. Oh at it. man, I hate switch. Well, let's uh, now that we're you know off the technical stuff. Yeah, let's move on to. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up with this a song. Your trip to the UK. Ah, yeah. And uh, which was probably what ten years ago. Uh, five. Two thousand five. So okay. Maybe, yeah, so it's seven years. What did you think of it? What did you expect? What was different than you thought? The price of gas is out of this world. It's uh, Yes, it's good for you to know oh, that we, boy. even at $4 a gallon, we have oh. a place cheaper than just about everywhere in the world. I don't remember what it is, but I was like, what? It's by the liter. Yeah, by the liter it was still expensive, right? It was like 7 per yeah. liter. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. When you figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like, like $10 a gallon or something. Yeah. <laughs> that was pricey. I thought it was weird that they had traffic reports. You could listen to the traffic report in London for Scotland. And uh, if you're like me and didn't know how far apart those were, they're really far. It's, it's like a seven-hour yeah. drive maybe. Yeah, it's like, a, like getting the San Francisco yeah. report. Up it made here. no sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, in San Francisco, what? Why do we need to know what Glasgow's <laughs> traffic's doing? Yeah. Near the castle is a tie-up. <laughs> um, so that was odd to me. I also thought it was weird that it was uh, so light. I took a picture at nighttime. It was like quarter of 11. Yes. A quarter of midnight it's maybe. Summer. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It stays that late pretty. They're higher up there in the... Are, the latitude's up there. Yeah. Makes but they sense. don't get as cold as, say, like, you know, Chicago. Oh, okay. I it's thought just, that was It's the current. It's the, yeah, ocean current. I don't know how people don't get in accidents on the roads in Ireland. <laughs> oh, they do. do. They have to. There's literally... I got in one. I scraped the hell out of a guardrail the first day I had my a rental. Guardrail, do you mean a 3,000-year-old stone wall <laughs> yeah. covered in moss? Because, uh, yeah, I had this little tiny thing. I'm shifting with my left hand. I'm on the left side of the road. I'm oh. learning the parameters of a thing. And then there's vans coming the other way. And, you know, those roads, they're about you know 10 feet wide, yeah. maybe. It's not, it's like, not I don't think we're going to fit. There's I, no we're burn. We're going to fit. And then, sure enough, I kept moving over, over, and over. This van's getting closer. And I was like, I don't think we're both going to fit if we cross each other. And, uh, yep, went over a little far. <laughs> yeah. There's no. Scraped it up. I was surprised. I'm like that. Uh, I, 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 we have a lot of space in this country. This country yeah. was built for automobiles. Yeah, automobiles. Eisenhower. I, if I understand this correctly, someone may know that. I understand that every five miles, part of building the international expressways here, mm-hmm. international. That they're not international expressways. <laughs> the expressways. Yes, the interstate highway interstate, system. Interstate highway system. Yeah. Every five miles, they have to have a one-mile stretch that's straight for landing. Oh, airplanes! Really? That's what I understand. I'd love for somebody to confirm that and send Mike an email about it. Boy, that is real Cold War shit, right? Yeah, there. it's like you know what we got to do. <laughs> Case to come, he's coming here with the bombs. Yeah. Did it pique your interest at all being overseas about wanting to see more, or were you just good with that? I liked it. Um, it made me feel pretty. I was in Cambridge we- at a festival, <laughs> and I am a good-looking man. Well, My to be goodness. fair, you uh, you are a, a pretty white guy. Yeah. You look like a lot of people in that oh, area yeah. of the country. You're from your people are from Ireland. Yes, County Cork. And over in Ireland, somehow they're really pretty. A lot of good looking ladies over there. Yeah, but they didn't ever. Hmm. Damarera's joke with that was always good. It's like in Ireland, they're either like gorgeous, you know, yeah. just like beautiful women, or they are sea skanks. <laughs> There's no medium ground there. <laughs> they also watch darts on TV the way we watch golf. <laughs> yes. Seems crazy to me. Well, you, you're talking, you play poker. Yeah. You watch yeah. poker games on yeah, TV. that's true. Come on now. 
I'll yeah. take. I almost watch a dart game over a poker game. <laughs> well, at least a dart. You go. You know what I think he's going to do? He's going to try to get the nineteen. <laughs> you know what he's doing with poker? You're like, well, what's he going to? There's more strategy there. I think. Mm-hmm. Boy, I can't wait to <laughs> listen to that guy shuffle chips for a half hour. That's true. Uh, I like the. Uh, I like the different part of. Uh, I don't like the flake. They put a flake. They put a piece of chocolate in a uh, in an ice cream cone over there, and they call it a flake. <laughs> it's the worst chocolate <laughs> in the world. Think about. You know how on Halloween you get a piece of chocolate that's obviously eight months old and dried out and terrible? That's what they shove in there. They <laughs> shove that in a cone and they make little kids think that that tastes good. I'm adamant about it. <laughs> and uh, that's it, really not what your question was. Right. But it didn't like pique your interest of maybe, hey, maybe I'll see Paris or something. Or It's weird. I don't, I don't have this... I'm not drawn to it. I, I know you. You anytime you get a chunk of time, you're going. Well, where am I going to go in the world? Yeah. I don't have that, and I, I think it's interesting to have that. And I don't know if I'm just soft. I don't know if doing ten years on the road made me tired of living away from. Some people just base. like being home. You yeah. like being home. That could be it. Um, Plus, I, you're a man with responsibilities. I've got uh, responsibilities. <laughs> you have property. I have property. I'm a land baron. I'm a <laughs> blogger on the. You internet. got a business. Yeah, I could, I could with the, the website took off, chipsmoneytips.com, I could do that anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. I'm going to get you out of the country. I'm going to get you in a, in a crazy foreign land one day. Yeah? Just to see. Just see to what see, happens? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think what you might You would like make, Germany. I think you would really like Germany. You would like North, all throughout Northern Europe, you think you would like. I think what I need is a, a, a casual... Um, I need to be able to go to foreign places on a relaxed... Uh, schedule. Were you hustling all around the UK or something? Or no, you, I, you... I think that was all right because I was with my buddy and his wife and the kids. Yeah. And that was cool. It was pretty relaxed. Um, yeah. I like the comfort. I Flying across the world. I'm compla- Why am I complaining? Plus, you got the miles. You could you could fly business or first, and that'd be nice. Yeah, that's and that's nice. what the, I got last year. I got the uh, British Airways card for that because they had, the promotion now is 50000 right away, but last year was 100000 So I'm eyeballing... The idea of going there someday in the seat that lays flat. Oh, yeah. First class uh, British Airways is real nice. Yeah. Real that nice. Would, I've seen pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Heathrow, Heathrow is a madhouse. But, uh, yeah, that's nice. I saw Stonehenge. Did you? Yeah. See, no, I didn't make it down there. I did, right when I landed, I said, I got to go see Stonehenge. And it's just in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> did they have the fence around it at all, or is it like you can just walk? Yeah. I think now they have a fence around it because people were doing dumb shit to it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't anything major. It was like rope, like a chain yeah. link. It wasn't. How are we going to cross it? Yeah, I can't. What is? <laughs> they don't want me over there. I want to push the rock. Yeah, it was accessible, but I don't think we were allowed to be there. Did you kiss the Blarney Stone? And no, we didn't make it out there. I did. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go? You were in Dublin. Yes, I stopped in Dublin. That wasn't the best situation just because it was my buddy and his wife who wanted to go, and they'd never been there, and they'd been there for a while. They hadn't been to Ireland, and then they brought the baby. Oh, yeah. you brought the baby. Lauren. So you didn't go on the Guinness tour or anything like that? No. We we had some peat when we were up in the uh, in Edinburgh. Uh, I call it Edinburgh. Ed- that's wrong. Edinburgh. <laughs> Edinburgh. Edinburgh. I'm from Ohio. Excuse me, sir. Where's have, Edinburgh? We have Lima, Ohio in, yeah. in Cincinnati. You were the guy that got beat up in train spotting. Sir. Excuse me, sir. Can I use your bathroom? <laughs> 
Well, Chip, this has been fun. Thank you. I hope We've learned has. a lot. I hope it hasn't been too complicated. I tr- that's one of the things I try to do is keep the Money Tips website lively and entertaining and hopefully speaking in plain talk. And I think too often it's... It's a great site. It's uh, really helpful. And you don't have to... It's not like scientific talk where, you know, way over people's heads. And I try to keep it simple, and I think it's easier to see some of these things instead of hearing them. So if you're lost and you've made it this far in the podcast... And you're not giving out investment advice. You're just uh, saying how people can, you know... Work it, baby. Yeah. Work the system. Yeah. And make it... uh, so you can. And you guys are travel fiends, so I think it's a no-brainer. No, it's good. We love frequent flyer miles here. Yes. Well, thank you, Chip. Thanks, Mike. That's chipsmoneytips.com. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. I'd like to thank you on behalf of the group and ourselves, and I hope we pass the audition. Yeah, yeah.